You're listening to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, brought to you by Phil Better Inc. If you want to take your podcast to the next level, make sure you book your free 15-minute call with Phil Better, the podcast mogul, at www.philbetterinc.com. Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, the host, Phil Better, and with me today is someone that I am very happy to have on because he's helping podcasters, and as a podcaster myself, it's really important that we get some help. So I have Mr. John Lee on the podcast from custommobile.app. Uh, John, thank you so much for being a guest on the show, and do you mind just giving, your, giving my audience a quick introduction? Sure. My name is John Lee. I'm the founder of custommobile.app, which is a side business for myself. I have a full-time job as a software product manager uh, during the day, and this is my side gig, which I have been building up into a proper business since January. So I'm a first-time founder, and this is the latest iteration of my business, but I've been at it for a couple of years. About three years ago, um, I decided I'm going to make my own social podcast app. I thought it was the newest uh, latest, greatest thing that I could build. Um, the initial idea was I wanted to be able to listen to the shows I love, but also engage with those shows right there in the, in the listening app. So on their social media channels right next to where I'm listening. So I didn't have to hop out of my podcast app, find them on Twitter, find a relevant post, etc. There were too many steps involved in the way that we listen to podcasts. Is I'm out running or I'm doing the dishes. My hands aren't free. So too many steps is not going to happen. So I wanted that ability to engage the show, be right next to the player, basically. That was the idea for it. Um, I, I thought I had enough validation to, to jump in and make the investment and build it. So I hired an agency and I spent a lot of money and it took a long time to, to build something that ultimately wasn't shippable. So I learned a lot from that process. Uh, working with a vendor, negotiating scope of projects. And ultimately, um, that didn't work out. Um, other apps came, went, came and went. Other social apps have come and gone in that time. And as I was working on it, I realized, well, this is, this is the wrong product to be building. And I'm not going to be able to build a business out of this product. So I came to this conclusion around this time last year. And I had to make a hard decision. I've just dumped a lot of my life into this and over two years into building this thing, which I thought was going to solve the need. But the reality was the market wasn't rewarding that from what I can see. So I thought, well, we have this technology. Um, is there a way that we can white label our technology and help podcasters have their own mobile apps? I hadn't seen many podcasters have their own mobile apps. Maybe the biggest ones had their own app. But in general, it wasn't, it wasn't something I heard. And when I looked into it, um, I saw there were other companies doing it, but it was very expensive. There was no way that a podcaster was going to go through my route, hiring a dev agency and building an app. It would have cost close to $100,000 or more to get a native mobile app working at a professional level. So that, that wasn't an option. There were other podcast app kind of options through some of the bigger hosts like I won't give their names, but there are others that are offering it, but it's really expensive. It's not accessible for most people. And you've got to host with them, which gives you very little freedom. So I thought, okay, um, this, there might be a market here. Let's see if we can figure out a way to customize our app, white label it, brand it for the podcaster and make it 
as easy as possible to publish to the app stores. And we spent the entire of last year figuring that out. Um, how do we get the cost down? How do we make the, the steps as easy as possible? And um, we got it to a point in January that, okay, let's relaunch the brand. Let's get a new website up. Thank you for saying the website correctly. I think you're the first podcaster that's said custom mobile dot app. That's our website. Yeah, that's our URL. So you can find us there. We wanted to make it very descriptive. And basically, I think we're the first agency of our kind that makes it affordable for any podcaster, any content creator to own their own branded mobile app. So alongside your website, where you're going to be drawing your listeners in to engage them further and convert them into customers, you can have your own mobile app. So you put the front door of your website or your home on the phones of some of your listeners who you can get to download the app. Though from that point forward, you as a podcaster own that relationship, which is super valuable from a business perspective. Um, and you can nurture those relationships to become customers and supporters. So that's the value proposition of owning your own channels and having your listeners come directly to you for the content. The other places like Apple and Spotify, they're great. You want to spread your content as far and wide as possible, but it's very expensive or impossible to convert them to customers on their platforms, right? Apple's going to take 30%. Um, you can't do it on, on any other Plus there's uh, the monthly fee of the $25 that they're charging on top of taking most of your money as well from your supporters. Okay. I didn't know that. So I haven't looked deeply into their program, but yeah, it's expensive. If you, as many of your listeners as you can get to come to your website and sign up to your newsletter or, or support you on Patreon, then you own that community and that relationship going forward. And that's how to build a business. And I know a lot of podcasters want to build a show, but underneath that you want to, you want to own your own business. You want it to be self-sustaining and financially rewarding for you as well. And this, that's the way to do it. You want your own community, your own listeners, and you want to own that relationship. And having a mobile app is the next step for a business person. If you can afford it, you're going to have one. And all the big businesses have one for that exact reason. Target, Starbucks, if you're a medium-sized business and you can have a mobile app in the phones of your potential customers, you're going to you're going to invest in one. And now it's affordable for everyone because our plan started at $6 a month. And I think we've made the onboarding about as easy as it can get. So, yeah, that's... That's amazing. Um, as a podcaster, I know how important and how hard it is to grow your audience and sending them to one specific location that can have everything, like a website or the mobile app. It makes it even easier that people can just log into it, listen to the uh, episode as they're, like you said, running, washing dishes or anything like that. But also at the same time, they can take that second and stay in the app and communicate. So I, I love that it's in a one-stop one shop location. Yeah. And to be fair, n most of your listeners are not going to download the app. No. Um, <laughs> but a few of them... And if you can incentivize even a few of them to do so, those listeners become really valuable from a business perspective. And a lot of podcasts like to offer exclusive content through the app. You can't get this anywhere else. So download the app to get some exclusive content. And that will bring some on board. Once the, the app is on the phone, then you guys have a direct two-way communication channel between yourselves. You can nurture that relationship and ultimately convert them easier to supporters and customers. And so that's the value. That, that is, as a podcaster, that is the most insane value prop that I've ever heard from someone offering something to podcasters. Being in the industry for six years, 
and being like, oh, one day I'll have my own app. And then finally someone reaches out, wants to, uh, builds apps for podcasters and wants to be on my show. I'm like in heaven. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised you even had that thought. Like I, as I've talked to podcasters, for most podcasters, it didn't seem to be on the table. Like it wasn't even an option in their minds that uh, maybe I should have an app for my show. But yeah, it's cool to hear that you're excited about it. And I'm just trying to get the word out. The reason I'm, a, it, I, I, I'm different than other podcasters, I started it as a hobby and like near when Serial was starting to blow up just before Serial mm -hmm. blew up. So I'm from that where I had to do everything myself and I seen all these apps come out for podcasting. I'm like, but it's so hard for a podcaster to transition those into followers on their mm -hmm. IG or Twitter and all that. And I've been talking with entrepreneurs who have podcasts and they come into podcasting as a business. So I started looking at pod podcasting is a business. It's no longer a hobby. It's a business. It's you need to have a platform. You need to have the website. You need to own as much as you can because there's too much distractions out there. Exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to tell podcasters that they are small business owners. And as soon as you start thinking about your podcast as a business, you're going to start treating it a little bit differently. And the podcasting is the beginning, it's one channel for your content. Content can come in all kinds of forms. It can be audio, it can be written content, video content, live events, right? Speaking engagements, books, content um, is its own thing. And as you build a content business, you're gonna wanna branch out into these other mediums as well. So having your platform, like you said, building a platform on the web, but also on mobile where a lot of your your consumers are going to be um, yeah, consuming that content is a, a great business move as a next step to keep growing and keep converting more audience members into customers. I'm glad you get it, Phil. Well, <laughs> I look at it because I've been, I've interviewed close to, th at this point, I think I'm at like 60 to 70 entrepreneurs I've interviewed for this podcast. And I started this strictly this podcast so that I could learn to be an entrepreneur. Cause I've always been in the nine to five world my whole mm -hmm. life. Uh, nine to five jobs, either part-time, full-time, and my parents were in the same thing. None of I've never been around entrepreneurs, so I never knew how to start my own business or go on a, alone, and I've always been told, no, no, it's too risky, stay, stay safe. And mm -hmm. having spoken with all these entrepreneurs, it's changed my mindset. Like, making money on the internet is relatively easy. If you know how to do it and you follow a, uh, a system, you'll make money online. I run a, now I run a podcast production house, Mm -hmm. agents actually an agency if you will for other people to learn how to monetize their podcasts as well and i'm now going to be like i can offer you app <laughs> and send them over to you because i know my clients will love to have even more uh value that they can have this one-stop shop for their products their customer base and so yeah. connecting with you is for me it's like yay <laughs> it's it's another notch or another tool that I have to give my my clients or just tell podcasters like this is a valuable resource if you use it correctly yeah absolutely um I wouldn't say anything I've done is easy I think <laughs> god no, it's never uh, it's never easy yeah starting a business is really difficult and it is risky and yeah I put a lot of risk and money into starting a, a side business I I've always been in the nine-to-five like you that is where the stability comes from but, and there are, there are ways to start a side business I think are less risky. If I were to do this all over again, 
I'd, I'd do it differently. I wouldn't put myself and my family in as much risk as I did the first time around, but you got to learn by doing. Um, there are ways to nurture a side business or a side project that you can and over time grow into a business and hopefully bless your family in another way. And that's what I'm working on. It's me. It's just me and a tech co-founder. It's just two of us. I do all the customer service. I do all the sales. I do all the marketing. So uh, whoever signs up, you're dealing with me. And yeah, we're trying to make the best, uh, we're trying to make it the best experience possible to get your app from idea to the app store in two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks. That's like our time frame. That's, that's an impressive time frame, especially for building an app because people hear how difficult it is to build an app and how much work goes in it. Like you said, you, you spent close to $100,000 of your own money into this, this business. And other people's money. And other people's <laughs> I, money. Wow. I borrowed, yeah. So yeah, you, you had that immense pressure and now you're, you're trying to provide that value to other people. You've invested in yourself and now you want other people to come in and invest in this. And I'm definitely going to be offering this to a couple of my clients because I know they're going to be really a, a, a love it because it's another access for their content. So I'm cool. glad that we've connected because obviously uh, never heard of your, your app, uh, your company until uh, we, we connected and I've been fascinated seeing everything and uh, i'm looking yeah. forward to when i have a little more extra side income to uh create my own app because it's going to be a, a monumental thing for me and it's going to be feel great to have my own app on someone's phone yeah i mean that's a great segue so whoever's listening if they want to sign up today i'll refund you your first month subscription today if you want to sign up through uh, through phil's show so that's an offer for everyone who's listening today. And Phil, you have nothing to lose. You can sign up today and you'll get your first month free and you just go through the entire experience. And if you don't like it, then that's it. You don't have to pay anything. Well, so. there we go. Ladies and gentlemen, another great offer. This is the second, the second time I've been given an amazing offer. The first time was from my season two guest. He invited me down to, well, across the pond to France for his uh, media event for his startup Super Cup. So Another great offer on the podcast. I love when we have these amazing offers for my audience and as well for me. But uh, John, we're going to go into more some of the failures, some of the successes that you've had. Um, I'm reading, actually, I always like to know someone's favorite, uh, what would you consider your first failure here? And you're saying building a misleading and most irrelevant email list. What oh, you, that's right. Yeah. What, do you, what did you mean by that? Yeah. So, so that's going back to the initial product. Um, I put up a landing page. I had designed this social podcast app. We had made a video of what that app would look like. We hadn't built anything, but it was a design prototype just to illustrate what it would be. And we got a, a couple hundred email signups to just to try it, just to get on the email list and be notified when it's ready to download. I think we got seven or 800 emails from that landing page. And I thought, wow, we've hit a nerve here. There's, there's some appetite here. and uh, I took that as validation, which I shouldn't have, but I did. And I, that's when the journey began. You've got to start somehow, right? Mm -hmm. So that's when the journey began. And uh, I took the plunge and started my entrepreneurial journey thinking, okay, here's an unmet need. Um, there's nothing out there right now that's meeting this need. And I'm going to build it because I want to build it. And I want, I want to build my own business. I want to build my own product. And, um, like I told you, that didn't work out. And I didn't do the right kind of customer discovery up front that I know now I need to do going forward in my next venture, whatever it is. I'm not going to 
go based on an email list sign up or the number of people that sign up on an email list to determine whether I build something or not. It's going to come from uh, months of face-to-face -face customer interviews, uh, not even talking about my idea for an app or a product or a solution or anything. If I were to do it again, I'd have um, hundred, hundreds of uh, interviews with people and just ask them who uh, I choose a target customer. I'd probably choose like a target audience that I want to serve that I really like, like podcasters, for example, I'd probably talk to at least a hundred podcasters and just have open conversations about where, where are your pain points? What are your goals? What's stopping you from achieving your goals? Like open ended questions like this and see if I can find a trend, a theme that's not being met by the current solutions out there and then go from there. Um, so that was a mistake, but I've learned from that mistake. And I'm, you know, I wouldn't have arrived at my current business had I not started back then. So no regrets, but lots of learnings in the process. Yeah, and, and that, that seems to be a, a, a regular theme for the entrepreneurs on here. They, they never look at the failure as, oh, I failed at something. It's, okay, what can I learn from this failure? And you obviously learned. I may have a big email list of like seven to 800 people, but it doesn't mean it's going to correlate into what my what my business is because that's just people who are interested and they may not be fully invested in it. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to call things a failure. Um, something I've learned just recently and I'm relearning as I'm applying for jobs actually is the only way to get good at something is to do it badly. You just have to do it badly again and again until you begin to feel a little more comfortable with it. And then there are some ideas that you won't get to until you've worked through the bad ideas first. I was just on Twitter today, um, uh, and I don't follow anyone on Twitter. It's, I use it just for the business. I'm not on social media, but I happened to come across a thread by, um, uh, I think he's a famous podcast producer, maybe last name Shapiro. Oh, Ben Shapiro. No, I don't think it was Ben Shapiro. Okay, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but, he had, a, he, he had a, a huge following on Twitter, and I, I can see why he, he publishes great content. And the, the tweet he had pinned today was about something he calls the faucet, uh, the faucet model of creativity, something like that. And he had mentioned Ed Sheeran follows this, and someone else I, I didn't know about follows it. Very, um, very successful people in their areas. And the basic idea is when you turn on a faucet, the first, what brown water comes out, right? Initially, you have to get past the brown water, the wastewater to get to the clear water. And the, the application there is, if you have an idea, just you know, when you start the creative process, get all the brown water out first, just put your ideas on paper, write them down. Um, they're gonna be bad, expect them to be bad. Don't self-criticize yourself for those ideas because you've got to get through them to get to the clear water and the good ideas that follow. And he talks something about the brain. The brain recognizes these bad ideas and pattern matches for you know, more novel new ideas afterward. But for me, my takeaway was, yeah, don't expect your first idea to be, be a good idea even. Just you got to get through them. So focus on the uh, getting your cycles in. Focus on the repetition. Don't, don't focus on the outcome or even criticizing yourself in the beginning. Just get through the hurdles so you can get to, um, yeah, the, the good ideas. Yeah. yeah the, the new ideas on the other side of it. 
I love it. That that is so true. It's like same for if you're working out, you ha- you can't look at the outcome right away. You have to look. Just get that perfect rep. Get that yeah. perfect rep first, and then you can start going up harder and harder. And then eventually Absolutely. you'll be, you know, lose the sixty pounds if you wanted. Have the the body of a Greek god if you want, and you're going. It's yeah. the same thing in business. Exactly. It's just like the book um, I read a couple of years, maybe two years back. It was big called Atomic Habits by James Clear, I think is the author. It's the same idea. Focus on forming the habit and the outcomes come automatically, naturally. Yeah, I love it. Um, now, one of the one of the things I always ask is uh, some of the lessons you learned from either from your success or your failures. Um, and I'm looking here on the, the pre-question here and you're like, there's always something new to try on the other side of failure. Yep. Yeah. So I, we just talked about that a little bit. Like you've got to get through those failures to get to the new ideas. And I can't anticipate those ideas. I'm always surprised by the new ideas I get after having run a bad experiment, because you have to run the bad experiment, whether it's in marketing or on social media, I'm trying things. I'm getting shadow banned on Twitter all the time. Because uh, I'm trying things, can right? You, can you explain how are you getting shadow banned by Twitter? Well, I'm just assuming that um, I'm being shadow banned because, like, once in a while, my notification was just those just dry up. I'll get no feedback on anything I'm doing, and I'm like, okay, I'm probably like being suppressed in some way. And fair enough. Like for a time, I was just commenting on people's tweets, just copy pasting like a standard comment, copy paste again and again and again, and so they flagged me as spam, probably. Hey, it's how I learn and I'm behaving better now. And hopefully they won't you know, suppress me forever. But again, another reason to have your own platform, right? And have your audience on your own platform because you, you, don't, you don't have to worry about being censored and suppressed. Um, but that's just an example. Like I tried that for a while and I got some success. I got some conversions, but in the end you get shadow banned and you can't do that anymore. Now what are you going to do? Uh, and then you get another idea to try and, you know, you and I met because I'm trying a new experiment now. I'm reaching out to podcasters on these directories and just cold emailing and saying, hey, can I be a guest on your podcast? Because I don't know how else to get the word out there. And so this has been really good over the past couple of weeks. I've had a couple of interviews and just quick talks with podcasters. I get a lot of good feedback and a lot of them or some of them are converting to customers, which is the end goal for me. Of course. So it's got to keep trying, keep experimenting. I love it. And by getting on more podcasts, you, you get your name out there. Cause I know podcasters are voracious appetites of podcasters. I listen to at least eight different podcasts. Uh, I pick and choose the episodes of course, cause I, I'm running a business and having, you know, my nine to five as well. I can't always be listening to podcasts. So by being on as many podcasts as you can, you're, you're hitting as many podcasters as well. So I, I enjoy that. Um, and I'm definitely going to be promoting this one because this is an amazing offer to all my friends and uh, in the podcasting world. I know they'll be jumping on this because having an app, like I said, is so important. You said it yourself. You don't get shadow banned. You don't get, you know, quieted down, pushed, relegated to the side because you have a direct access to those uh, core thousand fans that you need to kind of survive. Yeah. Um, share it with me too when it's public. I, I'd love to oh, share it out on my shadow banned Twitter account. <laughs> uh, Instagram is fine. I don't. I think I'm fine on Instagram. So yeah, I'll be promoting it as far and wide as I can. Um, it's great. Yeah. Um, I want to go on and w- uh, one of the questions I always like asking is what is your ultimate goal? Either mm-hmm. in life or in business? What do you want to see? And like you can 
if we snap our fingers, we're in the future, you're either on your deathbed or it's 30 years, 40 years in the future. Mm-hmm. What is the goal that you wanted to reach? Yeah, uh, that's pretty easy. So I want to be the best husband and the best father I can be. That's it. Um, if, if I can do that, I'm, I've done a good job in life. My kid will be my legacy. Um, whoever he becomes to be, we've only got one right now. He's a five-year-old. Whoever he becomes, um, if he can help the world, uh, yeah, I've done, I've done my job. Um, as a bonus, I'd love to start many businesses uh, you know, before I get too old uh, to see those grow because I just enjoy it. I love the process, and it's super challenging and stretching for me. I'm growing so much in the process. I want to keep doing it. And if it helps us financially, great. If it just pays for itself, great. Like I just wanted to pay for itself at this point. Um, but uh, this, for example, like being on a podcast, I would never have expected myself to ever be on a podcast. I'm the biggest introvert mm-hmm. ever. Like I don't like talking. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, I, I, helping out podcasters is kind of an oxymoron in that point if you're an introvert. I don't know. I mean, I want to help podcasters with technology, but I have no desire to be a podcaster or a content creator or a speaker. And so getting on podcasts is, has been a huge hurdle for me. And this is, it's gotten a little bit easier because I've done a couple of these, but again, like I'm stretching myself for the business. It's forcing me to get more comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. And I see myself growing through that process. So that's another benefit of having a side project for sure. I love it. I love it. Showing that even if you're, I think that could be a success because you did say you didn't have any successes. Um, if I'm, wait, where is it? Well, there's no financial success. Uh, hopefully that's coming in the future. We'll go. see. But yeah, I'm glad to be helping other independent content creators get their businesses up and running. And if we can do that, then we'll be successful. I love it. Um, coming up near the end, I'm going to ask you uh, like two more questions. What is one lesson you want to impart on my listeners? who are listening to this uh, right now, maybe they're interested in the, the custom app or they're just wanting to hear some words of wisdom from someone who's in the journey of success. Yeah. I'll just reiterate what I said earlier. The only way to get good at something is to do it badly and do it again and again and again, like I'm doing right now. That's the only way. And, um, we hear about overnight successes. They make great podcast episodes on how I built this, but overnight successes um, take like 20 years to happen. Like these people have worked for 10, 20 years in their craft or whatever. We only get that story um, because it makes a great story of a racks to riches story, like a company blows up or they become famous, but there's a tremendous amount of hard work that's gone before that. And we can't expect ourselves to skip that process. So I'd encourage people to just do it badly. Start ugly, do it badly, do it again and again until you become a master of whatever it is you're trying to do. And success will come eventually. But you've got to stick to the, the hard road, form the habit, keep going. Yeah, I I truly believe the imperfection perfectionist is the best route of life. You, you start, just start and doesn't matter if it's looks crappy to begin with, it's going to get better. And I, I, I found my interview skills over the last three seasons have gotten better and better. So I, I fully agree with that. And, um, 
Thank you for that. And now we're coming to what I like, because I'm a voracious uh, reader. You already provided one book, The Atomic Habits. Um, mm. What is another book, be it that one or something else, that you think entrepreneurs should read if they're, or people who are thinking of becoming entrepreneurs should read uh, before jumping into the mm. space? Okay, well, I don't read business books. Uh, it doesn't but, have to be a business book. Yeah, it could be no. something that, like maybe a self-improvement book or anything like that. Yeah, well, the last book that I, again, I really really enjoyed and reread after 10 years and bought copies for my friends was, oh, it's going to blank on me now. Um, Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers. That was a book that I actually bought five, six copies for and handed out to my friends because I enjoyed it so much the second time through after about 10 years of when I first read it. Uh, the subtitle is The Story of Success. And um, spoiler alert, it's not what you think. Right? <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a lot that goes into a success, what makes someone successful. And it's not what you would expect in terms of like IQ, for example. It's not how smart you are. Um, I'll, I, I'll leave it to the audience to read. But it's, it's all those invisible factors that go into a person becoming successful. And a lot of them, uh, they don't have any control over. It's, there's a lot of luck, circumstance, opportunities involved that create a successful story so don't be too hard on yourself or i tell myself don't be too hard on myself um, there's a lot of serendipity that goes into um, everyone's life a lot of grace i'd call it so um, yeah to be gracious to yourself keep keep working on your craft and keep moving forward in faith that uh, the, the success will come if you put the work into it and form the right habits. I love it. It's a true, great message. It, it's true. The more, rep like you said earlier, the rep more repetition you do, the better it's going to get. So I want to thank you. Um, I'm going to give you the last five minutes of the show. Usually what I do for my guests is they have the five minutes. You don't have to take all of it, so don't feel pressured. Um, but let us know where we can find you, how we can get in touch with you if you're a podcaster that wants their own uh, mobile app. Okay, so you'll see uh, my introversion right now because I'm, I'm not going to take five minutes. You can find us at custommobile.app. Um, you'll see all of our features there, the different tiers you can sign up on. The lowest tier is $6 a month, so it's accessible and affordable for everyone. If you're even interested, even if you don't have a website, you might want to make a mobile app first and have that be the home that your listeners come to to engage you further, join in a community, and then ultimately support you financially. So find us there at custommobile.app and connect with me. I'll be the one working with you directly. And I look forward to meeting many of you today. Thanks for having me. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much, John, for being a guest on the show and sharing how you're trying to help bring the podcast community uh, and the industry up another level by showing them that it should be a business and you should have your own home on people's phones because that's what they have in their hands. And that's where we listen to podcasts mainly. So again, I want to thank you so much for being a, a guest on the show and your amazing offer for the first 30 days free. Um, so thank you so much. I already know your website is very simple to navigate. It's, it's, it's the best website I've seen for uh, apps, actually. I've been looking at apps for a while, but I, I truly believe yours is one of the better ones out there. So I want to thank you for being a guest, and I look forward to uh, working with you in the future. Thanks, Phil. Everybody, again, thanks to John for being a guest on the show, and remember to invest in yourself.
Hey, I want to thank you so much for listening to this awesome episode. Um, I do have a small favor to ask you. If you could go over to Apple Podcasts, if you're using Apple Podcasts, go over and just leave us a five-star review just to let us know what you liked about the episodes, what you're liking about the season, and maybe some upcoming guests you'd love to see on the show. So again, just go over to Apple Podcasts, search Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, and then leave us a five-star review. It would mean so much to us. I thank you for listening and we will see you in the next episode.